No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Isaiah delivers God's message concerning Sennacherib. He has reproached the Lord, and God will turn him back the way he came. Then Sennacherib is marvelously defeated. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 37 on Simply the Bible. King Hezekiah and the Jews of Jerusalem faced a severe crisis. The Assyrians, who had conquered many kingdoms, were outside the city walls demanding their surrender. From the human perspective, things looked hopeless. The field commander of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, sent a letter to Hezekiah saying, Don't let your God, in whom you trust, deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well what the kings of Assyria have done wherever they have gone. They have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? Have the gods of other nations rescued them? Now, when Hezekiah received this letter, he did a very wise thing. He spread it out before the Lord. Then he prayed earnestly, saying that it was true what the Assyrians had done to these other nations. But the gods of those nations were not gods at all, but merely the work of men's hands, made of wood and stone. The Lord is God alone of all the kingdoms of the earth, Hezekiah prayed. Then he said, Now therefore, O Lord our God, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord, you alone. I love how Hezekiah prayed that God would be glorified. We continue in Isaiah chapter 37, verse 21. Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, because you have prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria. This is the word which the Lord has spoken concerning him. This response tells me so much about God's character. He simply wants to be the one whom we pray to. He wants to be the one in whom we trust. He stands ready to answer our prayers when we cry out to him in faith because he is gracious and merciful. He is an ever-present help in times of trouble. Have you personally found that to be true? Have you found that God is faithful when you cry out with all your heart to him to answer you? I have. Verse 22, The virgin, the daughter of Zion, has despised you, laughed you to scorn. The daughter of Jerusalem has shaken her head behind your back. This was such an insult to this proud king of Assyria who was a legend in his own mind. Now, not only would the king and people of Jerusalem not be intimidated by the Assyrian king, but even the virgin daughter of Zion would laugh him to scorn and shake her head behind his back in utter contempt. The virgin daughter of Zion was an endearing name that God had for his people, but it emphasized how impotent Sennacherib truly was against the Lord. 
Whom have you reproached and blasphemed? Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes on high? Against the Holy One of Israel. Sennacherib thought that he was insulting King Hezekiah and the Jews, but in fact, he was blaspheming the Lord. When the world hates us and insults us because of our faith, they often think that it is directed against us, but in fact, their ridicule is directed against God himself. And that's why we shouldn't take it personally. If we suffer for our faith and for doing the right thing, then that is commendable in God's sight. Verse 24, By your servants you have reproached the Lord and said, By the multitude of my chariots I have come up to the height of the mountains, to the limits of Lebanon. I will cut down its tall cedars and its choice cypress trees. I will enter its farthest height to its fruitful forest. I have dug and drunk water, and with the soles of my feet, I have dried up all the brooks of defense. Do you think this guy had an eye problem? God heard every word of this arrogant king. He had boasted in his own strength, and he used the words I or my seven times in these two verses. It reminds me of Lucifer's boasting in Isaiah chapter 14, but Pride comes before a fall. Did you not hear long ago how I made it from ancient times that I formed it? Now I have brought it to pass that you should be for crushing fortified cities into heaps of ruins. Therefore, their inhabitants had little power. They were dismayed and confounded. They were as the grass of the field and the green herb as the grass on the housetops and grain blighted before it is grown. The amazing sovereignty of God. From ancient times, God had determined that the Assyrians should be his instrument to conquer kingdoms. They would be the means of God's judgment. God ordained it so that these kingdoms that resisted the Assyrians had no hope of survival. They were mowed down like the grass of the field, but God had done it all. But Sennacherib was so arrogant that it never even occurred to him that God had raised him up for this time and given him the ability to do these amazing things. Who is man anyway? I mean, who are we compared to God? And everything that we have, we have received as a gift of God's grace. Therefore, it is the ultimate folly to boast against God or to shake our fist in his face, as it were, because God holds our very breath in his hand. Now, God's sovereignty should also encourage us regarding the state of world affairs today. Often we look at what's happening in the world and it throws us into a panic or into depression or it makes us angry. But we are told in Proverbs 21.1, the king's heart is like a stream of water directed by the Lord. He guides it wherever he pleases. We can rest knowing that God is still in control. He's still on the throne. He's working in the rising and the falling of nations. But that does not lift our responsibility to intercede in prayer. We are commanded to pray for all those who are in authority so that we may live peaceable lives. Verse 28. But I know your dwelling place, 
You're going out and you're coming in and your rage against me because your rage against me and your tumult have come up to my ears. Therefore, I will put my hook in your nose and my bridle in your lips and I will turn you back by the way which you came. The Lord knew exactly where Sennacherib lived. Just like he knows where we live, he even knows your phone number. Every time Sennacherib went out on a military campaign, God was watching. Like so many godless people, however, Sennacherib raged against God and against God's people. But how foolish that was. As the Assyrians had put hooks in the noses of their captives to lead them into other nations, so the Lord would put a hook in the king's nose and bridle his lips. God would treat him like a cow and turn him back the same way he had come. Sennacherib would return to the Assyrian capital of Nineveh and he would fail in his mission to take down Jerusalem. Now in verse 30, The Lord directs his words through Isaiah the prophet to King Hezekiah and the Jews. This shall be a sign to you. You shall eat this year such as grows of itself, and the second year what springs from the same. Also in the third year sow and reap, plant vineyards, and eat the fruit of them. And the remnant who have escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. For out of Jerusalem shall go a remnant and those who escape from Mount Zion. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Now, the people of Judah had not been able to sow or reap under the Assyrian thread. And when Sennacherib had conquered 46 cities in Judah, it decimated the farmland. But They could eat the first year what grew from the previous seeds, and the second year they could do the same. They would have a two-year Sabbath where they didn't have to sow or reap, but in the third year they could both sow and reap. Those in Judah who had escaped the sword of the Assyrians would then put their roots downward and bear fruit upward. They would be fruitful again. God would spare them and bless the nation. He would save them by his own zeal for the glory of his name and the good of his people, and also so that no earthly king would be able to boast against the Lord Almighty or blaspheme his name, even though God had raised him up for such a time as this. Verse 33, Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor build a siege mount against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and he shall not come into this city, says the Lord, for I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. God was such a strong defense for his people that not even a single Assyrian arrow landed within the city walls of Jerusalem. God would save them for his sake and for the sake of David. God had promised to keep one of David's descendants on the throne and he would make good on his promise. You know, we can always count on God to keep his promises and that is why we must claim them by faith. Then the angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of the Assyrians 
185,000. And when the people arose in the morning, there were the corpses all dead. Imagine being one of the watchmen on the walls in Jerusalem, looking over and seeing nothing but slain Assyrian bodies. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went away, returned home, and remained at Nineveh. Now it came to pass, as he was worshiping in the house of Nisroch, his god, that his sons, Adramelech and Sherezer, struck him down with the sword, and they escaped into the land of Ararat. Then Esarhaddon, his son, reigned in his place. History tells us that it was 20 years later when Sennacherib's sons murdered him while he was worshiping his god Nisroch, a violent end to a violent man. I love this story, and it is told here and in 2 Kings and 2 Chronicles, this one angel that God sent to slay 185,000 Assyrian troops in a single night. It just shows you that if God is for you, who can be against you? And the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear the Lord. That should give us encouragement when our enemy comes in like a flood. Trust in the Lord. He is able to deliver you and does deliver those who call upon his name. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow we will see where Hezekiah becomes ill and Isaiah tells him that he will die. Hezekiah prays and weeps and God heals him, adding 15 more years to his life. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.